Heads up, this one requires some headphones. ASMR. Have you heard of it? It's the latest wellbeing trend using intimate sounds and space to create a relaxing tingling sensation from the tip of your head to the bottom of your spine. It's been proven to lower blood pressure, improve stress and mental health, help you sleep, and generally improve wellness. But ASMR is beginning to occupy space in another industry closely related to wellness. In fact, ASMR is making waves in porn, pornography, the art of having sex on camera for other people's pleasure. Well, that's what it used to be anyway, but it's 2021 and Pornhub isn't the most exciting advancement in porn anymore. Welcome to the orgasmic world of ASMR audio porn, where tingles aren't the only sensation we're searching for. Can I grab your name? Your appointment with the doctor is in five minutes. And can I check, have you tried ASMR before? It's a trend started on websites like YouTube and Reddit where listeners use audio triggers to induce soft, pleasurable tingles in their body. It usually involves a person whispering into a high-quality microphone, giving personal attention to the listener. Popular trends include role-playing hairdressers or doctor's appointments, positive affirmations, or even just speaking nonsense. And it's always accompanied by pleasurable, atmospheric sounds like nails tapping a hard surface, a comb brushing hair, or typing on a keyboard. It's not inherently sexual, despite assumptions about what tingles usually mean, but tingles feel good in a way that's not entirely dissimilar to erotic sensations. It almost seems silly not to see how it could be used for sex. The doctor can see you now. Audio porn has existed for years. If you've ever had a sexy voice note from a partner, that counts. And there's always been people making guided personal sessions. But ASMR is unique. The high quality and spatially dynamic audio is incredibly immersive and can be really intense to listen to. Some ASM artists claim their audio is so intense, you need no hands involved to have fun. And it exists on a spectrum. Public sex is illegal in the UK, but not in the world of audio porn. If you want to have sex in a park, with a vampire or a werewolf, or just your boss, there's hyper-realistic ASMR that sounds like you're really there. There's normal porn videos with enhanced audio, like hearing heavy breathing or slapping from above you or below you. There are people who record themselves, audio only, so you feel like you're in the same room as them. And if you want to be erotically hypnotised, there's an audio for you too. Head online and you'll find a world of creators who like making ASMR porn as much as people like listening to it. Well, <laughs> sorry, my cat's been a brat right now. Uh, my name is Pandastic ASMR. <clears throat> what I do is ASMR. Uh, well, te te technically it's voice acting, um, but it is, I do consider myself part of the um, ASMR community. Um, so the vampire boyfriend started off as um, just being being a boyfriend, pretty much. A lot of people, um, they don't have a partner to be with, so to give them that experience of what it's like to be with a, or have a boyfriend, much less of a vampire boyfriend. Hello there. You really want cuddles? We nearly broke the headboard, and uh, yep, there, there, there's a hole in the wall in the exact same shape of the bed. 
<laughs> and pretty much it's like comforting or sweet or cute and goofy, you know, I love you, you know, kissy kissy stuff like that. I do DDLG, which is Daddy Dom Little Girl, or just general Daddy Dom, uh, pet play, werewolf, romance, you know, male for male, uh, boyfriend stuff. I, I vary it up because it's, it's what I enjoy doing and I want to make sure everyone feels um, included. I am uh, Shibby. Recreational and erotic hypnosis is my wheelhouse and where I make most of my money from. But I also enjoy making other erotic types of files, as well as non-erotic hypnosis and purely ASMR files. Simple, mindless, repetitive. Following my instructions becomes a case of following muscle memory. It's incredibly thrilling to hold live events. I like that a lot. And just to have hundreds of people listening to you. And I am an exhibitionist. That's how I got into this originally. There wasn't any money. I was just exploring who I was sexually. And well, turns out I'm quite an exhibitionist. And having all these people obeying me, getting off how and when I tell them to, the control is just so exciting. And mm, the power is just yummy. Shibby and Panda make their living creating ASMR porn, sometimes called Not Safe for Work or NSFW ASMR, for thousands of people online. A lot of people, a lot of people liked my, my vampire uh, kidnapping series, which is where I have my, I guess, OC of Damien, uh, Damien the Vampire Kidnapper, and that took it off a lot. So same with my nameless uh, vampire boyfriend. And I found my niche being uh, vampires, werewolves, etc. I'm I'm not trying to flex here. I'm trying, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to sound as humble as possible. But as soon as I made my first vampire boyfriend audio, I my subscriber count skyrocketed within a day. I was at I want to say 200 maybe. And as soon as I put that in, I uploaded it. It, it was I was gobs awestruck. It went like 200. 500, 600, 800, 1,000, 1,200. It's like, oh my God. And then I just, just, I just decided to, to, um, to go with it. It's a lucrative business. Panda works primarily on YouTube, making relatively non-explicit content for his 83,000 subscribers. Patreon is where all his explicit material goes, hidden behind a paywall. Patreon is a subscription service that lets audiences pay a creator monthly to get exclusive content or just to say thank you. The way I do it is, um, I Patreon has all of my NSW stuff. Um, YouTube is just you know where I just post the uh, the safer work stuff. Now it doesn't just start and you know like uh uh like moaning. Um, it it pretty much continues the story. So for YouTube. It'll end with with the kind of hint at what's gonna happen. Um, if it's a vampire a kidnapper about to do sus sex to the to the female or general listener, uh, I'll, I'll make my character say, "Oh, like, well then, I can see that there needs to be other motives of getting the truth out of you. I know how to do that." And like, fade to black. And then with with Patreon, it'll pick up after that. So so my pets you know and then sex <laughs> and patreon is just the pretty much the the sex part of the of the audio that would easily get me taken off youtube in a snap <laughs>
Shibby, on the other hand, posts most of her explicit content on Reddit or her website for free, and asks that people donate to her Patreon if they want more intense content. For paying, they get more intense videos, early access, tailored variations of content, and a Discord server where they can chat to Shibby herself. As of October 2021, Shibby makes $27,000 a month through Patreon alone. As uh, Shibby, I've been creating it for about five years now. There was uh, 4chan. People would post up scripts and other people would record them. I just found it really fun. And then I started making my own scripts and <laughs> I used to just post them in my old uh, Color Me uh, profile, which is like a kinky dating site, but you have like journals and I don't know, it was the only place I really knew how to post it back then until I found Gone Wild Audio and then Ah, suddenly you went from like a dozen people listening to hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands and uh, it's a bit of a rush. I do normally post on Reddit primarily. My uh, subreddit r slash shibby says currently is at 32,991 enthralled. Shibby and Panda have their niches. The hands-free orgasm is a speciality of Shibby's, and she's found she can manipulate her voice however she wants to get whatever she wants out of her listener. I also enjoy the challenge of doing different voices so the person, even if it's just me making it, can feel like there's two or three or a dozen women um, playing with them. Accents and voices that are kind of like flavors. It's really fun to switch and play around with them. I can sound super sweet, maybe just gentle, or I can be dominant, maybe even mockingly cruel or mean. Sometimes I just want to have sex just dripping from my lips. I can sound completely American or use my own accent, which is a mixture of American and Australian. I've done a bit of a British accent, though my British buddy on CSGO said it was bloody terrible. In fact, manipulation is key. It's part of the dominatrix persona that a lot of Shibby's patrons come to her for. It comes from my voice, you see. Powerful and gentle. And it scrambles your brain so I can play with it. (laughs) Let the motions of the experience pull you along. If I feel you drifting, I will pull you back in. I want you to undress and to lie down completely naked. Specifically submissive men, I think. My files offer them something that I think a lot of them have a hard time finding in real life. Uh, I think a large part of my appeal for a significant portion of my fan base is my role as a dominatrix. In addition to the hypnosis, the ratio of dominant women to those who want to be dominated by women is pretty unfavorable to submissives out there. And yet, you know, they still have that desire to be dominated by a strong woman. It's just as much a part of who they are as sexual orientation is. and just as much of a need but it can be incredibly hard to have it fulfilled so it's not just a sexual sating that offer but one of the psyche on the other hand allowing her soft gentle side to come through can help with her erotic hypnosis it's the tone of shibby's voice the clicks and rhythm gently rocking her listeners down into satisfaction that gets shibby her best results for now 
and just take slow breaths. And the spiral is a good and one. really relax. And so easy to follow. Feel yourself winding down. And it feels done. so good to just yeah. listen to my voice and follow my commands. The more relaxed, so easy. The easier it gets to follow. Do you like the sound of erotic hypnosis? It's a new genre of porn, so it's hard to find exactly who's listening to it. Ofcom found in the UK about 50% of men and 16% of women regularly watched porn in 2020, and a study done by adult video site X Hamster said that people who regularly consume porn multiple times a day are more likely to be bisexual. Define multiple times a day. I would say that a lot of my demographic, um, like I said, is female. Um, when I when I check my analytics, uh, it's mainly between the 18 to 30 year olds, um, mainly mainly in America, um, Asian American, Hispanic. A whole spectrum of people listen when they listen to my files for a bit. They're transported into a BDSM scene. They can relax, let me take charge, and. I have that need and desire to submit fulfilled. I also have a wonderful following of trans and non-binary listeners who can sometimes find relief from dysphoria in some of my files or be able to really experience what it would be like to be on the outside who they are on the inside. Do people want to talk about their porn habits? Well, actually, yes. They just don't want to be recorded. The following are real interview answers recorded by actors. Hi, my name is Ash and I'm attracted to NSFW ASMR because it captures a more gentle and personal side to pornography that mainstream loud studios don't. I watch and consume many different kinds of NSFW content from mainstream porn to animated hentai to written erotica. I'm a big fan of mouth sounds even in just regular ASMR, so it particularly interests me in NSFW ASMR. I also watch SFW ASMR quite frequently, usually to help me fall asleep or if I need relaxation. Well honestly, I got into it because I was into regular ASMR first, and a lot of ASMR girls are like super hot. Like I don't consume regular ASMR for sexual reasons, but at the same time I don't think that ASMR is entirely non-sexual. I think the main thing that's attractive to me about it is the feeling of intimacy and comfort that is completely absent from 99.9% of porn. My favorite types of videos are pretty much normal ASMR videos where the woman is nude and may or may not masturbate. And I prefer her uh, patois to be familiar and comfortable, not like porn dialogue. I don't want to hear I'm gonna get you so hard daddy and like shit like that. I like just chatting, like most ASMR videos. Oh, on the other note of um, uh, listeners I have, there is one other subset I would like to mention um, that a lot of people don't think about. Uh, I was actually really surprised at first at how many messages I would get from those with various disabilities. Um, though, after thinking about it, you know, it made more sense. And I'm happy I can help relieve them in my unique way, but a lot of blind people enjoy audio porn. Hi, my name's Anthony, I'm 29, and I'm a musician. I've been blind from birth. Um, currently, I've got about maybe 2% vision in my left eye. It's just about good enough for specific like navigation tasks outside. Generally, 
viewing porn specifically has not been a thing that I've really been able to do beyond identifying that there are people on a screen. So Pornhub has uh, has had a described video section um, for a couple of years now. Um, I think as maybe as far back as 2014 or 15, and it really takes me out of the natural state of immersion that I'm looking for in a lot of porn. She has a sweet face, chestnut straight hair down to her tits, and is wearing a blue tank top and light denim button-down shirt that is open. Her tank top is very low cut, and she squeezes her cleavage together, and the camera zooms in while she plays with her tits. The fact that specifics are being described in the way that they are, um, it really, really takes me out of that headspace, and I'm just being, I'm being fed very cold, hard facts, as opposed to being sort of drawn in and enticed. I'm really passionate about um, ASMR porn and, you know, just NSFW ASMR in general because, yeah, I've had my own personal journey, my own personal ups and downs with it. ASMR porn for me can serve as a great vehicle for um, people who are maybe just learning about sex. Maybe they weren't, maybe they weren't privileged with a great sex education in school. ASMR porn has a lot of unique traits that differ it quite dramatically from from mainstream porn. There's a different kind of immersion when it comes to the pace that, that ASMR porn is normally performed at. I think that giving people that space to slow down, not bombarding them with so much intensity that a lot of mainstream porn does now allows people the space and the time and the opportunity to to explore specific aesthetics. There's a world of enjoyment in there. It doesn't have to be as extreme as, as mainstream porn is. Anthony makes a good point. Exploring your sexual interests is more than healthy. The BBC reports that self-pleasure releases endorphins and lowers stress, as well as just feeling good. Goody Howard is a sexologist and educator and wants you to explore the benefits ASMR porn could give you. Okay, well, my name is Goody Howard. Uh, I like to say Goody Howard, MSWMPH. I'm a sexologist, educator, and consultant, and I've been doing this work a little over 15 years. Oralism is essentially being aroused or being engaged in or deriving pleasure from hearing. So, and most people are you know, kind of connected to their oralistic selves. So we love to hear the sounds of sex while we're actually engaging in it, um, also focusing on it in porn. And so a lot of my work is centered on sensual intelligence. And what sensual intelligence is for me, um, it's an exploration of sensuality. And my working definition of sensuality is experiencing non-sexual pleasure through all five of the senses, right? And so that would be taste, sound, touch, um, sight, and scent. And so when you connect to how you move through the world in a sensual way, like, you know, eating amazing food, hugging your friends, you know, the joys of perfumes and art and things just through all five of the senses, when it's time to become sexual, you experience sex and sexual pleasure through all five of the senses. And it helps you figure out where your pleasure centers are, where you're most delighted. And that's kind of like the first step toward exploring what your kinks and fetishes may be. None of the interviewees for this project said they'd enjoyed ASMR porn with a partner. 
بكري ثينكس اوت صدام شيم communicating with our partners the things that we find joy and sexual delight in during our self-pleasure time can absolutely enhance couples or partner-based intimacy. Just making sure that you're agreeing with your partner on what type of ASMR you're listening to, um, it may impact someone differently. So someone may like erotic sounds, someone may like mouth sounds or oral pleasure sounds or vocalization. you know, sounds of spanking. So you really want to communicate with your partner about what specific erotic sounds you'll be listening to. And so incorporating ASMR in that way, it just expands that connectivity. The positive effects of a sensual trend like this one are plentiful. I think it's a trend that will actually introduce people to more ways that they experience pleasure, like ASMR, would possibly be a springboard to maybe exploring another type of kink or another type of fetish because i also want to focus on the fact that a kink is an atypical sexual behavior or pleasure whereas a fetish more is more focused on objects and so um with asmr maybe the fetish would show up with, with food right if someone's eating or making eating sounds versus um the kink of actually enjoying the erotic sounds being created or listened to erotic sounds span a spectrum of oral sounds mouth sounds kissing um verbal pleasure verbalization uh spanking smacking sounds and then it can also dip into the kink pond right all of the kinks that are being explored via ASMR so maybe people that are interested in balloons can hear you know the latex being rubbed together or balloons or condoms being popped or you know things of that nature so ASMR not only is its own kink but it allows us to explore other kinks via the lens of ASMR from ASMR guided masturbation to long distance foreplay the internet has truly revolutionized our sex lives whether they admit to it or not Pornhub claims 130 million people a day visited their site in 2020. Well, I guess we didn't have anything else to do. So it's probably no surprise that the creator of Pornhub, Ferris Antoon, was building a 20 million dollar mansion in Montreal. But just because different kinds of kinky occurrences are more readily available now, doesn't mean there's not still a massive taboo around the porn industry. Um I think we live in a very sexualized culture but we are not a very sexually educated culture nor are we a sex positive culture. Uh there's other consequences of being in the sex industry in general that kind of suck like uh some I knew coming into it. For example, when I first got into this for fun, I was a massage therapist and um I enjoyed it. but the massage industry has this terrible issue with human trafficking and in a bit of an overcorrection as a result even the tiniest hint of any sex work can get you fired or your license taken um for me it was my own fault honestly i had to leave my job mm, another sad reality is i've always wanted to be a foster parent one day i went to school with a lot of foster kids I saw how shit it could be and I'd always wanted to be, you know, one because I knew I could be a good one. But I don't think that would ever be allowed. To be fair to the system, you know, having a literal sex dungeon in your basement should be a understandable disqualifier from be get, being given a uh, vulnerable child. You know, I can't really be mad at that. 
but, you know, it still sucks a bit. Both Shibi and Panda are anonymous, and both of them make non-sexual ASMR outside of their porn. Companies that got their start off of adult content, like the pay-to-view website OnlyFans, are suddenly changing their policies to exclude the very content that gave them rise. And that $20 million Pornhub mansion? That was subject to an arson attack back in April 2021, and it burnt the property to the ground. It can't be ignored that ASMR started as non-sexual. Describing anything as tingly or intimate has sometimes awkward connotations, giving totally safe for work creators a reputation as dipping their feet into fetish. While this shouldn't matter, being connected to the sex industry, whether you really are in it or not, can have nightmarish side effects. Anthony remembers when ASMR porn creators weren't so welcome in the community. I have been listening to ASMR since about 2013-14, and in the beginning, ASMR for me was this really pure, precious space and format that brought me and millions of other people a lot of respite, relief, relaxation, recognition and assurance from everything that was difficult online, offline. I still use it almost every night to fall asleep to um, and to relax to and, and to, you know, sort of ease down my anxiety if I'm having a really bad anxious time. And so it was really quite challenging, really quite troubling uh, in 2014 when adult performers wanted to come through and use this really cool looking new format to express themselves and I was like, wait, have you not read the label? Have you not read or even, you know, taken a second to understand what ASMR is? Yeah, there was a lot of pushback. I was included there. I wasn't, you know, super vocal about it, but I still felt very uncomfortable that these people were coming in and taking this really pure, precious space and making it an adult one. It was kind of this unspoken rule that we didn't want to go that way. We didn't want to take it like that. Gatekeeping doesn't really help anyone. It doesn't fully serve anyone or everyone. Now, what I loved about standard ASMR stuff, that is now reflected in ASMR porn. Um, Not necessarily for the same things, but for, you know, equally valid things. Yeah, so when we're talking about ASMR as something that people get pleasure from, that is different than ASMR as something that people derive arousal from. And I think we conflate pleasure and sex and arousal as if they're all the same things. I think the pushback in general is very layered, but it starts with the inability for us to view sex and pleasure as anything transactional and then kind of radiates into the gatekeeping and the ability for others to come in and profit off what we've been doing forever. People that want to create erotic ASMR content need to do so with the mindfulness that ASMR existed before they Christopher Columbus did and pay homage to those that have established it and made it something easy to find online to begin. Adult content is becoming less taboo. Bringing the industry into the light also forces the abusive side of the industry into view, which means people who care about sexual wellness are finally making attempts to change the status quo. Better, ethical porn is more widely available than ever before. Sites like Quinn are propping up, which brands itself as Spotify for pornography and markets itself towards millennial women. 
it's a whole website full of professionally written and recorded erotic stories. Dipsy is another erotic story site. Despite there being a not incorrect belief that the porn industry is run by men for men, Quinn and Dipsy are female-led and create their content with women in mind. Then, people like Erica Lust are running their own feminist porn companies that make a variety of traditional porn as well as experimental stuff like ASMR, but keeping people of all genders at the forefront. Pleasure in porn shouldn't be reserved for men. And ASMR porn is part of this more ethical trend. Because it's created primarily by independent individuals rather than big companies, ASMR porn creators can make only the content they're comfortable with, work on their own schedule, and only have to collaborate with others if they want to. There's a lot less space for manipulation when you're your own boss. Obviously, I appreciate how much money I make and understand how fortunate it is to make this much doing something that I really enjoy and can completely control. Unlike most other performers in any sort of sex work, I don't really have to worry too much about aging out of it since it's just my voice. So I could do this for decades as long as I have my voice. Overwhelmingly, the feeling shown towards ASMR porn from the creators and consumers in this podcast has been gratitude. Gratitude for safe sex work that lets creators explore their own sexualities and gratitude from underserved audiences that are educated and satisfied by them. For an industry that historically has been portrayed as dirty, swept under the rug or even dangerous, the ASMR branch of the porn community fills a gap for everyone involved. And they'd encourage you to get involved too. There's still a lot of room for people to get into it. There's never as much content as there is demand for it, in my opinion, still. So one of the things I'm proud of is, you know, I try to bring more creators into the community. Like I sponsored an erotic hypnosis contest on Gone Wild at one point, uh, or Gone Wild Audio. I gave out about 1,500 bucks in prizes um, and over 60 new files were made. Like I said, the erotic hypnosis niche is still really underserved. And I just wanted to thank everybody that I felt got me to where I was, including my listeners who, you know, how to thank them. Well, what they want is more. They always just want more. And I gave them more than I can create alone. Here in the UK, we have a really, really long history dating back at least 200 years of, you know, really intense sexual repression. And I think when you repress, that's when things really get super, super dangerous. Yeah, it's really, really important to me that people's options of expression or consumption or enjoyment are like super publicly readily available to consume and enjoy and express without shame. There's a ton to be said for the kinds of discoveries that people can can make about people and themselves primarily. Yeah, to be denied that to me is a great disservice. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, really glad that there are still people fighting for these similar things. The porn industry goes deeper than we'd like to admit. It's not necessarily sexy to consider the ethics of our pizza delivery pounding, but maybe ASMR is proof that ethical is the mutually beneficial sexy we've been searching for. A future of porn where everyone gets a happy ending. Thanks for listening. My name has been Gabrielle Dixon talking to you about ASMR porn. I'd love to give a huge thank you to Shibby Says, Pandastic ASMR, r slash Shibby Says, r slash Blind, r slash ASMR, r slash Gone Wild Audio, and Reddit in general, 
Goody Howard, Anthony, the actors for my interviewees Alex Andrew Rapt, Nahal Ashrafi, and the kind anonymous interviewees who offered me their time. Thanks for listening.